we're going to be all right. It feels really good outside, actually. Finally. I hate winter. I really hope that we have one more cold snap, though. For why? Because I miss winter. (laughs) Okay. Edgar. Alan. (laughs) Poe. What's up? I'm Trent. I'm Thomas. And if you hate critics, we do too. This is Critical Darlings. Hello. It's been a minute since we recorded. How's it been going? Uh, been going good. We got an album we're actually talking about today. Not like a, not a ranking or an event or anything. Back to the basics. Back to the basics. What you been listening to? I've been listening to a lot of things. I'm still kind of on a little K-pop kick. I picked up a repackage of NCT 127's album. Uh, I don't know what the, it's the third album. The repackage is called Favorite. Okay. I feel like all the most exciting things in pop that I've found are happening in K-pop. And so, I don't know. I'm just kind of dipping my toes in right now. There's a lot to learn about. But actually, the thing that I have been listening to a lot just the past couple days is I finally decided to give Say Anything a chance. Did you ever listen to Say Anything? Uh... No, who's about? That's the band. Say anything. Oh, oh no, no, I haven't. I don't think so. And I mean, they probably come up in like my little discover weekly things. But I'm listening to their album "Is a Real Boy," which is kind of like the one that they're known for. It it falls under that elder emo bullcrap label where it's like this was popular in early 2000s it's kind of pop punk ish pop punk adjacent we're calling it other emo but uh i always thought it was stupid i don't know it's just i never got into it i had only heard the song wow i can get sexual too which uh, at the time that i initially listened to it i thought it was really dumb but now i actually i'm listening to this album and it's really freaking good right on and uh I can't remember the name of the song and I'll have to look it up and I'll put it in here and I'll play a little bit, but there's one where he, oh, it's called every man has a Molly. Okay. And, uh, it's because Molly is some girl who did him dirty and he calls her out by na- like first and last name in yeah. the song. Wow. And, uh, it's just the kind of bitter and petty that sometimes I just, I just love to hear, especially from that era, that genre of music. You know who else has a song called Molly? What's that? Lil Dicky. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good song. It's got Brennan Yuri in it. I hate him. But. Oh, oh, good. Oh, you know what? I've heard that one. I, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, I'm shocked. Uh, I really don't like it either, though. So I can't blame you too much for that. I think it's more of Brendan Yuri's fault, actually. Even though... It always is. I, uh, I'm i not a Brendan Yuri hater, but it just uh, the styles didn't blend for me. He is the worst. We're planning on maybe talking about him in a future episode. Yeah, we are. So we'll save it for that. Oh, I'm going to flame him. (laughs) Sneak peek. Spoiler alert. If you're listening to this and you've listened to the podcast before, I'm probably talking about you. Uh, I talked to somebody who said, uh, yeah, I said, what did you do over the weekend? They said, "Uh, I listened to you and your friend Thomas just 
absolutely crap on SZA for an hour. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly what we did to SZA. Didn't totally. Oh, I did. Piss on her grave or anything like that. I okay. I, I and I listed. I was like, these are the songs I liked, but you know, we can be haters. It's okay. It's our podcast. We're allowed to do what we want. <laughs> yeah, it's our party. We can grab. We want to. Um, but please keep listening. <laughs> What have you been listening to? Uh, you know what? I'm going to cut this segment short because honestly, all I've been listening to is This Is Why by Paramore. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's exactly what we're talking about today. How about that? Yeah. What a cool wink a dink. <laughs> you want me to start this off? Yes, please do. Okay. Initially, when this album first came out, I didn't listen to it. Sort of. I skimmed it. Like I went through the songs, listened to the intro, skipped to the middle. Skip to the end. Kind of just played around with it, right? Mm-hmm. So in preparation for the podcast, I put it on in my car a few days ago. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to listen to it start to finish. It's really good to feel for it. I love it. Yeah. Love the whole thing. Um, I think it might split my ranking pretty evenly. Oh, okay. Like, I think, I think it's above self-titled. Really? I think it's above self-titled. Uh, so I think it, I think it literally just sits right in the middle of my ranking. Right at number, is that number I two? I guess three. How many, they, this is their fifth album, right? Yeah. So. Is it? I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm going to have to go back and count. Yeah, no, it, is. It, it definitely is. I thought it was their sixth. Oh. All we know is Falling Riot. Hold on, let me consult the Oracle. <laughs> All we know is Falling Riot, Brand New Eyes, Self-Titled, After Laughter, and This Is Why This oh, Is Number Six. I forget Riot. I always forget Riot. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Okay. So actually, yeah. Number three. So it's not splitting it even. It's actually in top three. Top half. Initially, when I listened to it, I don't know if if this was my car's fault or my headphones' fault or what, but I'm not a super huge fan of how this thing was mixed. Okay. It doesn't sound very big to me. It's. It sounds like all the instruments are just kind of like. Well, even Haley, really. I mean, everything is just like in this orb, just like right in front of you. Yeah. And you don't really get a bunch of like space. I can see that. Yeah. Which I think directly affects my other slight complaint is that there there were some times on this album where I was like, man, I just really want some more rock. Yeah. It's it's just like it kind of, it's a mellow album. Uh, I actually asked a coworker of mine about it today. I had her listen to my favorite song, which I'll get to. And I asked her what she thought. And she's a very thoughtful person, just about everything. Uh, so she's, her opinion is always valuable to me. But I asked her what she thought. And her exact words were, I don't think I could pick this out. Like if I were shopping in a mall or something and this was just playing on the speaker, I like wouldn't notice it. And I was like, okay, that's a valid uh, assessment, I guess, is the word. But really, those are the only two things I have. And the mixing, I'm not sure what the deal is because if I turn my volume up in my car a lot, it sounds great. Okay. Uh, listening to it on my good headphones, sounds great. Anything else just sounds compressed, quiet. I feel like you're uh, um, bringing to my attention something that is just like the the solution to the only problem that I did have, Oh, which really is that uh, I was like, where's the oomph? Like, I like all of these songs so much. Like, there's there, where's the punch? There's a punch. Paramore, they've got this punch. And I think it might just be that because it's not just like how the songs are written. They're all, they all have punch. I don't know. We saw This Is Why live and it, it knocked my teeth it out. It cranks live. 
it really cranks life. Um, yeah. Plus, we know that they're leaning kind of into this like seventies sound, not musical style necessarily, but all their stuff is tuned super warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the snare drum on the drums is super super thumpy. Like it's not really a crack or a snap. It's it's a thump. So yeah, I don't know what the deal was, but if I crank this up in my car, which is a little bass heavy on the speakers. It sounds it has that punch. So I don't I don't know what the deal is. My least favorite song on this album, and you might crucify me for this. Okay. It's the news. Really? That You've is gotta my, be kidding me, dude. That is my least favorite song on this album. Ugh. I compared to all the other songs. Dude, the news is so freaking good though. Listen, I like the song. <laughs> but out of all these songs, it's bringing up the rear. You like that? You like Big Man, Little Dignity better? Better than the news? Yes, I really? do. I do. Because that's the only song that I actually, m- for the most part, kind of dislike. Okay, so Big Man, Little Dignity. Let's talk about let's talk about some positives. We're we're okay. slamming again. We're <laughs> coming down. No, listen, listen. Everything else on this album is spectacular. Okay, Haley's vocals, incredible. Uh, my favorite song, Thick Skull. I was listening to that on the way to work yesterday and like she's singing in the beginning and I'm listening to her. I'm like, okay, it's Haley Williams. Sounds great. Uh, this is going to be, they're closing out the album on like a soft note. We're just going to kind of like lullaby out. And then the drums kicked in and then she started doing some interesting stuff with the, with the lyricism and the vocals. And I was just blown away by how good she sounded on that track. Um, the guitars are ambient. Fantastic. The drums on every single track in this album, the drums are creative, they sound spectacular, and they're just a masterpiece in drumming. We love Zach. Oh, Zach he's is amazing. freaking incredible. Uh, his work on After Laughter was really good. This tops that, hands down. Yeah, I just, I loved it all, man. Uh, the, and the only reason I didn't like the news is because I thought it felt kind of plain in comparison to the other songs. Um, it just felt a little shouty, a little just like... It it almost felt like they said, "Oh, we got to put a little rock on this album." So I guess we'll do this. But I think this is why is a better rock track. Okay. So yeah. So really, my complaints are minuscule at best. Yeah. Where does it fall for me? It's hard for me to overcome some nostalgia. Okay. Especially with Riot. Got a little bit of rose colored, rose colored glasses uh-huh, on. I'm a rose colored yeah. boy. <laughs> I was trying not to do it. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to make the joke. I'm a father. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for me, but you know, I have to admit that all of the songs on this album are better than the songs on Riot. Like that's just a fact. Yeah, I would say so. Even though I just absolutely adore Riot, I just so I think for me it falls at number three as well. Right on, man. We agree. Look at yeah. that. It's uh, I like that it's short. It's digestible. That is a refreshing change of pace. Cause I, <laughs> in I was a world driven by streams. Too long. Everything's too long. Yeah. It was, it was just like, here's, here's 30 minutes. Do with it what you will. Yeah. I do think it's a little front loaded. I think the first f- like five tracks, well, fifth one is Big Man Little Dignity. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So the first four tracks are my favorite tracks on the album. 
I think that Say Kamasa is getting stomped on amongst people who have been talking about this, like on Are TikTok and stuff. I think they need to give him more credit, man. I can't get that song out of my head. It's a it's a dinger. <laughs> it just it buries in there and it does not leave. <laughs> yeah. And I love the spoken word parts. It's great. I love it is very dynamic. I think they all have this really cool expressive point to them. Every song does. Yeah. Even Big Man Little Dignity. And my main point with big man little dignity that i didn't like is i just felt like it didn't have the bite you know at all when the flute came in at the end that's where it killed it for me i was like okay it's just not great also it's like kind of a penis joke and that is just a little bit obnoxious to me it, it, it is obnoxious but the reason you don't like it is kind of the reason i like it okay like i kind of like that little dip in the middle of the album where it's like okay we're getting a little bit of ambience we're getting a little bit of calm yeah uh, and then we're into the good stuff like on the back half See, okay, I do like the back half. I think that You First is one that's going to keep on that's pretty good. Um, growing on me. I think the lyrics in You First are really cool. Excellent songwriting across the board here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, um, is it called Figure Eight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one has, is a little bit forgettable to me right now, but I'm sure as I listen more, it'll, you know, it'll grow on me. It is one I don't really think about either. Yeah. So you're not alone there. Um. I really like Crave. It's kind of like a victory for everybody who's rooting for the band as people. Yeah. yeah. You know, to hear them say that, uh, you know, they can look back fondly on, on good memories is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that they look forward to a new day. You know, that's just, man, it was a big like fist pump for me. And then uh, Liar, is that what it's called? Uh, it's Liar. And it's a, a great track. I mean, it definitely hails back to Haley's solo work. Yeah, but it's like the the part that I love from her solo work. Yeah, I was about to say it does it right. It it, it doesn't sound like just Haley stuff. It sounds like Paramore listened to Haley stuff. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because you know the band, they all really support each other. That they all, you know have their own thing going on for the most part. And, you know, you see it in concert, they perform Zach's solo stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. But, you know, here it was like they were there to fulfill Haley's vision on a song. Oh, my gosh. A song about how she denied her feelings about Taylor for 10 freaking years and then yeah. finally gave in. Oh, what a rom-com, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> The little romantic in me is over here just dying. And you see, you can catch me walk around the halls just, Oh, my love, I love to you. Man. And that chorus is just... I don't know if it's the arrangement or the way they sing it or what, but it is, it's just ear candy It is what it is. Incredible. Incredible. And, uh, I think that thick skull is one that's going to grow on me a little bit more, but oh, yeah. I really like how dynamic it, it is. Just like you said. Yeah. I, I just, it's very rare for me and I don't want to sound like a snob. This is going to sound snobby. There's no way for me to avoid it. It's becoming increasingly rare that I hear a song and like I make a face or I'm like, oh, or, oh man, that was wow. Or, or like I'm speechless, you know, in, in the car just by myself, not like trying to amp it up to somebody or whatever, just by myself. I, I audibly in the car all alone this morning just went, wow, just because of that song. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think it fits in the great 
closers that I talked about in our episode where we ranked all of the albums, you know, what is it called? Uh, Future. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. No Friend. Two just incredibly dynamic closers that I loved. And I think this fits right into that class of beautifully dynamic closers. Really amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot to mention my most hated part of this whole album. Okay. But also, I don't hate it that much. <laughs> tell me I'm tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. The beginning of running out of time, that intro, that sounds like a SpongeBob episode. And I hate it. <laughs> I love that song. I want them to change the intro and re-release the album. Yo, I got to I got to think if I even remember what the intro sounds like. It's like... Oh, okay. It sounds yes. just like a SpongeBob episode. It, like, and when I listen, when I hear that, <laughs> I just imagine SpongeBob bebopping down over to the Krusty Krab. <laughs> and I'm like, I, this is terrible. I, I, I like it. Obviously, it wasn't memorable because I could not remember how it went. The song is great. Just change the intro. Yeah, I think it's I think it's nice, but you know, it kind of falls into. I think there's a lot of cool '80s influences in here. Maybe that's just what I hear because yeah. I like the '80s. They held on to after laughter. Yeah, pretty hard. But like that's kind of there. There, I'm feeling like Talking Heads kind of thing. David Byrne, and I love that. I love that quirky ish. I love that. It is a little quirky. <laughs> It just, I can't take it seriously. Yeah. Well, that's okay. And just to me, that song on a whole is a little shouty. I mean, like, you're not really getting anything super interesting. You're not getting anything super dynamic on that one. It's just kind of like a fun romp kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, if, if it needs to be on a track, that's the one that it can be on. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, because there's some, like, heavy stuff, but then this one's just like, also, I'm, I'm late to a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. There's no deeper meaning. It's just, yeah, I can't keep up with my own schedule. That's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which you know it's fine it, there it doesn't have to be super deep or crazy i i just i can't say enough that i it's gonna be a bold statement too i think this is the best Haley's ever sounded okay i can see that i i think this is the best vocals i've ever heard from her all i wanted included okay i, I think this is the best she sounds really good she sounds really good and she sounds like her heart is in it i don't know not that her heart has never not been in it yeah but, but I, th- I get what you're saying it sounds like she cares yeah i think that's what we're hearing is it sounds like she cares and you know she's healthy she's happy uh, that's uh, you know or at least on the way there <laughs> at least at least in progress as, as much as any of us could be i suppose yeah as much as someone who's in the music industry could be good gracious yeah i mean that's that's valid i just i can't get over that i can't get over the drums i don't know you never you never expect what's like you never know what's coming next okay so now we've praised the drums and the vocals let me give taylor some flowers dude because you need, you need to because I, I i just can't get past anything else that man is cooking on this album because nothing he does is predictable like just like let's talk about this is why yeah like it's like almost never on the beat like it could be just like a yeah and it would be boring yeah but you get those like it's like never like right on the beat yeah it's always dancing around it oh that's so cool and it reminds me of my one of my favorite guitarists uh johnny marr 
who is for the Smiths. He's just incredible. But he does that same thing where it's never just like a straightforward strumming pattern. There's, it, there's always some, some kind of weirdness going on that makes it worth listening to. And I think that that goes for every song on the album. But especially in This Is Why, on that chorus, you can really feel it how nothing is as straightforward as it could be you know and i feel like a criminal for for not uh mentioning that riff because that is a pretty awesome riff oh man uh and that's just the theme of this whole album this album spits in the face uh, of your typical rock formula uh, of you know down verse huge chorus bridge heavy chorus end, you know whatever it spits in the face of that there was one track i can't remember what it is i'll have, have to look it up but uh, there's one where um, Zach is hitting cymbals. It's big cymbal hits. Uh-huh. And it sounds like it should go one, two, three, but it goes one, two, beat, three. <laughs> and it's just like, just that one delay. It's, it's all over the place. It changes everything. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said as well, because right now we're seeing such a huge wave of nostalgia for the era that Paramore grew up in. Yeah. And they could have easily bitten that hook and given everybody exactly what they wanted. All the all the people who don't listen to them regularly, all the people who are not their fans, but who listen to freaking Misery Business over and over again. Just on repeat for 30 uh-huh. years. <laughs> and they're like, I love Paramore. But uh, they they sold out. <laughs> <laughs> they sold out. Uh, they could have That's given funny. those people exactly what they wanted. Yeah. And they just way, way far away from from whatever that would have been is what we got. I'm going to say this, and I think you'll agree with me. If they would have given us a pop punk album, I think it would have been soulless. Dude, I would have been pissed to, to be straight I would have been happy with it, but I just don't think there would have been the same soul in it at all. No, no way. Well, and here's the thing, too, is there's a lot of really great pop punk artists who are have their hearts way in it right now so we don't need grandma and the two grandpas to come back and and do it again <laughs> that's true that's right we we need them to do what what they're interested in which they've never strayed from that artistic integrity of doing what they love which i think is so much more than you can say about most other bands yeah no absolutely uh we were just talking about brendan yuri yeah we'll talk about him again yeah but screw him for example just for just for an example, Fallout Boy. I mean, maybe they're super interested in electronic pop stuff, but yeah, maybe. But then they're also kind of going back to their roots with this new album. Although Fallout Boy, I'm not as invested in, so they can put a put a old style album out. I'll be happy. But yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I don't know. It just doesn't feel. It, it feels right for those guys because I don't know. Those guys feel old to me. Yeah, but Paramore dude. doesn't feel old. Like it, it just it feels like they're still. I don't know. It just feels like they're Paramore. I, I I don't know how to describe that. Yeah, well, they're aging gracefully, I guess. I guess, yeah. You know who's not aging gracefully is Blink-182. They need to stop. I don't know if they think they're still 22 or, you know, 23, as the song says, but uh, their new song, Edging, is total trash. It is terrible. And it's like, okay, literal grandfathers, get off the stage. Well, here's the deal. I've had a bone to pick with Travis Barker for a long time now. Yeah. <laughs> because he just, he pimps himself out to anybody and everybody. Yes. And like, I don't have a problem with getting paid for your art. Go for it, man. You're a great drummer. Sure. Whatever. But you're doing freaking 
misery business covers with machine gun kelly like what are you doing <laughs> man oh my gosh i just saw a, a video of him making out with his kardashian wife while he plays drums like, it's just it's cringy <laughs> dude it's so cringy and, and when i was when i first started drumming right in high school dude was a god right, right. We're, we're talking like 2010 2011 i was like oh one day i want to be like travis barker like look how cool he is uh, and now I've been playing drums, I think 12 years now, 12 or 13 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now I look at Travis Barker and I'm like, man, like, yeah, he's got more skill than I do, but why do I want to be that guy? Like, <laughs> no. <that's> terrible. <laughs> we got to look up to the, we got to look up to the guys who, who were never faking it, you know, like yeah. Phil Collins, that man yeah. was never faking it. He was always just this bald, this bald dude, but he was great at drumming. <laughs> Just just constant fire. Neil Peart never missed, dude. And he never had to act like he was trendy. He was prog rock drummer guy, but he, he did it well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, Travis Barker's just selling out now to the highest bidder. That's my problem with him. It's not that he's getting the cash. It's just that, like, oh, Blink-182 failed. Um, anybody need drums? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, make your own band, man. You can make another one. It's fine. I, I have issues with Blink-182 just in general, but I'll save that for another episode. We need a Blink-182 episode. Yeah, we could do that, honestly. Oh, actually, we really could. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh, let us know if you want us to do that by tweeting at us. <laughs> <laughs> at Critical I, Darlings. I don't use Twitter. Do we have a Twitter? I don't, oh, I don't use Twitter. Don't so do it, I don't then. Know. I don't have a Twitter, either. Uh, yeah. Email post us, on, though. Post on Tumblr. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, hit us up on MySpace. Um, yeah. <laughs> If you fly a plane over the greater Chattanooga area yeah. with a message attached, we might see it. We'll, yeah, we'll do it. Just like let us know you sent it. Yes. <laughs> hey, what did the critics say about this thing real quick before we sign off? Um, I know Fantano liked it. I didn't watch the review. Fantano gave it an eight, yeah. which is, I think, a strong eight, which oh. is a really good for review him, for him. Yeah. Pitchfork gave it like a 6.3 or well, something stupid. Of course, stupid. they did. A bunch of idiots. Yeah, they suck. We, you know, we don't know that. Yeah. I mean, was that, I guess nobody else really reviewed it, did they? I mean, nobody else really has like concrete number yeah. reviews. Like, you know, Rolling Stone doesn't really do numbers. Right. What? They anymore. probably liked it. I'd hope they liked it. They should. If not, they're wrong. <laughs> uh, all right, man. You got anything else? Um, I just want to say, uh, Haley, Taylor, I hope that everything works out. But if Taylor dies, Haley, I'm right here. Uh, Zach, (laughs) I'm right here. (laughs) (laughs) So the invitation is, honestly, I just want to be friends. I just want to be friends with everybody. If I could be friends with everybody, I have dreams about that. Maybe this is something I shouldn't admit over the podcast. But I, you know, some people people have those, like, sexy dreams about their Mm. celebrity crushes. My dreams are that I meet the band at a coffee shop and then they want to hang out all the time. So... Can I tell you about a recurring dream I have? Music related? Yeah. Uh, We're getting a little... Well, we're still under 30 minutes. We're fine. I have a recurring nightmare that happens about once every year. Maybe a little more where there's some situation in which I'm drumming for Taylor Swift. <laughs> like she needs a drummer. I'm the only one available. And she's like, will you play? And I'm like, absolutely. I'll play. I get up on stage and the drums are cardboard boxes. <laughs> oh no. And I'm like, how can I, how can I do this? And I'm like, there's just this intense stress. It's like, how am I going to play a show that sounds decent without 
the drums. There's just cardboard boxes, <laughs> and, and, and then I wake up. <laughs> that sounds awful. Oh man. Okay. Well. All right. On that. On that note. Yep. Uh, I'm Trent. I'm Thomas. And if you hate critics, we do too. This has been Critical Darlings. Bye.